Yeah, just wanted to kind of get your take on that, you know, for those who are just starting or have maybe had a brand for a while, but they're looking for better ways to have a connection with people. What can they do or what can they start thinking to themselves about their the identity of their brand so that they can easily or more easily connect with people in the marketplace? I think it goes to just having a personal touch, right? It's in just like how you mentioned, like I'm a public private person, right? That's how I categorize myself, a public private person, very out there. You see me, the content's everywhere. Um, I'm for the people, but from a understanding my personal life, unless I am asked or I feel that I need to release certain information. You don't really know about that, right? And I do that because I am a a private person. But just because you're private doesn't mean you can't create a deep connection with your audience, right? There's still an energy you have to give, regardless if you are the people person or you're more of an introvert, there's still a high vibration that you can give that people will appreciate, right? And, and it's funny because I was at the dealership today and I realized that uh, I must have this like on my forehead, please tell me your your life story, right? I was like, I don't know if you like gaze in my eyes and it just looks warm and fuzzy, I feel like telling you everything, right? But I'm at the dealership trying to get my car back and my man is telling me about the challenges he has, uh, he's about to do for uh, the new year and you know, his his obstacles and everything like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what, how did, how did we get here? How did we get here? Right. But I understand that Though I didn't ask, hey, how are you? People feel, yo, I rock with, like if I see you one time, I rock with you. And so it's figuring out within your content, within your brand messaging, um, and, and just your visual appearance on online, of how can I, if you want to be this way, to set the boundaries of I'm not trying to give out my whole personal life, uh, how do I still create that togetherness, that warm and fuzzy, as if I'm that person that you kind of lean to or you come to and that whole nine for this particular source of information or this particular niche or they just feel close to you, but without always revealing what's happening in your life. Now, if you do want to do that, by all means, I'm fully supportive of it. I follow a few accounts that like I'm totally engulfed in their life because they, you know, that's their brand, right? And it does get people closer as like, yo, that me too situation, like in a positive way, not in a negative way. But, um, like that positive me too situation. Like I've been through that. I, I could relate to that. Yo, I, I dealt with that a few years ago. I understand it. 
right? And so that brings people closer to where whatever they're possibly selling or wanting you to do, you'll probably do it because you truly support it, right? You truly support them. And that's the whole point of, you know, finding that balance of what do I want to put out online, but as well as what do I want to keep to myself? And how do I still make the people feel close to me and feel as if they are a part of the things that I'm doing or that I'm approachable? Because the approachability is 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 so crucial nowadays because the way social media is, it seems out of reach. Like, oh, you're not approachable. You're you're not like I can't hit you up. You see either don't seem approachable or you seem like the lifestyle is too up there and I feel like my level is low compared to what I'm looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you are creating a brand that regardless of the level that the people are on, that it's welcomed, then it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I feel close to you. I can connect to you. So it's it's kind of just the the energy and the balance that you have with yeah. with your presence. But you know, one of the things, man, that I, I think it we all can really learn from this and 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 do something with it is that always remember that we're going to attract who we are just naturally we're always going to attract those who are like us and so i know for me one of the reasons why i am a lot more careful with what i share it's not that i don't want people to know about my business or i'm not say someone who is vulnerable or doesn't mind sharing about my experiences it's just that I want to do it on my terms. There's a, there's a, it's a timing thing. Some things feel that they're too early. And there's another part of it too, where some, most times I would say, I downplay a lot of what happens in my own life. I think, I think growing up, that was my natural instinct into just surviving because when, when everything is happening around you and you feel like you can't control anything, you just naturally feel that the only way to survive is to just downplay everything that's happening so that you can survive and keep going, right? So for me, I know those are my main two things, but today I always think about, I want to be able to control my narrative. And I talk about what happened when uh, I first started sharing my story publicly online and it got picked up by CNN and you know some other news outlets. And I saw what happened when I gave them the power to take my story and they narrated or added a voiceover over the footage of my story. I lost all power. I was like- That's trash. I was like, wait a second, I didn't say that. As a matter of fact, I wanted to highlight this part more than that part. But that's when it showed me that when you're online and you're building a brand, yes, you wanna share parts of your story, especially those experiences that you know everyone connects with, right? Like I think everyone to some extent, maybe some more than others, but everyone cares what other people think about them. I think everyone to some extent has, has dealt with some level of fear or overthinking, right? They're just common human traits and characteristics that we all deal with as we grow and develop. And so if you can identify those parts of your story 
And once you overcome them, you, you've found ways to deal with them. That's the best time to share with it. Because I think about what's the difference between a narrative or someone's story who we hear and we feel like, oh man, that sucks. Like it sounds like a terrible story. Someone's story who we hear and on the flip side of it, you feel empowered to do something. Typically the difference is because one person is, is telling you their story from a standpoint of overcoming versus someone who's telling you their story and they're still in the midst of the trial. It's like they're, they're almost ex expressing out of, oh man, like I'm so frustrated. I just need someone to vent to versus someone who's gone through it, found ways to deal with it and mastered it. And it's like, hey, I just came from this side. Let me tell you what you should do if you're dealing with it so you can overcome it too. And I've made both mistakes. So just know that as you're thinking about how do I develop an identity for my own brand, keep those things in mind. Number one, people are always going to connect with those who are like them. We're naturally going to attract those who are like us. Number two, as you're sharing, yes, because we talk about the power of vulnerability, you want to be mindful to not say, just bleed on people. It's like, oh, yeah, let me just, they said I got to be vulnerable. So I'm about to tell you about all of my business. You want to share the parts of your story that you've overcome. And, and it's okay to also tell people like, hey, I will tell, I'll talk on this, but I'm actively working through it. So I don't want, you know, I don't want to kind of speak to it or, or I don't know that part of it. So let me get you the information and come back. And I love that because to your point, Nick's, it almost puts you on a level playing field with you and your audience because you're telling them, hey, I'm learning. I don't know everything, but let me just tell you where I'm at at least. And so start to think about some of the traits and characteristics that make up your own personality, right? You're, you as a person and, and, and see which ones come the most natural to you because from those you can develop an identity for your brand. So if you're someone who's naturally say friendly and outgoing, then what elements can you infuse into your brand to make it more friendly and outgoing? What colors can you use? What types of music can you use? you know, in your videos or in parts of your content. If your brand is more, say, exclusive, it's very luxurious, it's, you know, it's, it's only for a certain select group of people, then there are other things that you can do also in that sense where you're raising people's curiosity, but it's not open to the public. Like it's, it's intended to make people say, hmm, I wonder what that is. And you're not upset at that it's not for everybody. So I, I think a lot of times too, it comes our brand identity comes from our own personality and knowing some of those traits and characteristics that we can infuse in there. So what is your thoughts on, because it sounded as if uh, you you frowned upon, not frowned, but you know, I don't know another word right now, uh, on the people that like, that may be going through stuff and then go on social media to kind of like dump it out on everybody, right? Um, I think my my question is, but what if they do it from a standpoint of their that's their way of reaching out and then the feedback of what they receive from their post or their live or whatever had really helped them based off what they were going through? It, it can be, it can be. And I mean, look, at a lot of times, you can, you can see people's, you can gauge people's response to figure out if you're on the right track or not. 
I mean, we, we talk a, a, a lot and I, and I always say one of the things that I've appreciated to learn from you is the concept of being to actively test your messaging to see how people will respond to it. And so if, if that's somebody's way of, let's say, coping or approaching what they're feeling currently, then by all means, especially if it's working for them and they say like they feel good at it, I, I think the, the greatest measure of anything is the results that, are, that, that, that it's producing for you. And so if what you're doing is getting you outcomes that you're satisfied and happy with, then don't change. You can tell people to just mind their own business. But if the results that you are getting in your life, they're not what you are satisfied with, then you have to make a change. And so for me, I'll never forget, it was actually recent, it happened over the summer. I was talking with someone at a small gathering and I was saying, man, your story is so powerful. You should share more about what you're going through. And he said, you know, I definitely intend to do so, but I'm waiting until I can overcome it completely. Now, again, my natural reaction is to be like, well, the point is to talk about the process, but I also appreciated his perspective of saying, hey, I don't know, our, our definitions of come overcoming completely can be different, right? Somebody may believe that that's a possibility. I may believe that maybe, maybe overcoming something completely is not a reality. You might overcome it uh, you know, 70% of the way. And that feels like completely, but I did appreciate the fact of like, yo, that makes sense. Next time when I get an idea or something that I want to share, I shouldn't just rush to put it out there. I should take my time to think it through and, and, and really figure out, have I gotten on the other side of this? Am I teaching from a place of empowerment or am I sharing from a place of empowerment so I can pull others out of that situation? Or am I just sharing just for the sake of sharing? That's, you know, both of those things really ha have a, a different perspective to them. That makes sense. I just wanted yeah. you to take on that. No, for sure. Wow, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I, I pulled up some questions here that talk about, you know, other elements that go into uh, a brand's identity or personality. And so maybe you have answers or come up with answers for these or can help you know, others who are listening on how to come across their own things, right? But, you know, uh, one of the questions is, how does your brand's personality align with the target audience's values and interest? You know, almost in the sense of figuring out, but it's like reverse engineering in a sense, right? What do the people I serve care about? What are their values and their interest? And how am I creating elements in my brand so that that can be attractive to those who care about those things, right? Well, I think that understanding first and foremost what your audience needs is going to help tremendously with your brand message and your brand identity, right? You you first and foremost have to identify who you're speaking to and pretty much their pain points, right? Why would they even look at your brand? by understanding that is going to allow you to understand certain keywords, certain uh, language that you can now put into your copy, uh, put into your captions and, and put into your videos that specifically speak on their values and their beliefs based off the research that you do and what you do, right? So, as long as you understand the audience and you've done enough research, it's not, it's not 
uncommon to kind of form a certain brand personality that will connect with your audience because that's what you want to do. That doesn't take away from who you are because you have to understand the foundation of why I'm creating this brand and what do I do different than the whole entire world in my in my niche. So that doesn't negate from who you are and the foundation, but in order to truly be successful, you have to understand the language of your your audience. You have to understand the beliefs and the values of your audience so they can feel as if you care about that. And they can feel that you are there for their intentions and not for yours. So I, I do I do think it's 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 important and a definitely a key tip to take what they they value and what they believe and kind of like merge it into what you do as a brand. You know, one one of the things I was uh, I was thinking about too, and and I know that uh, CJ is a is a is a big advocate of this. But as important as it is to find common ground, meaning building your brand identity to have common ground with the audience that you want to serve and connect with, I think it's also important to uh, be different than what is commonly or usually expected around a brand that serves that particular demographic or even industry, right? Because you start to blend into what everyone else is doing or expects out of you. So I, I love, and, and and I know that, you know, you, you speak on this a little bit as well, but this concept of the not doing, right? Okay. Yeah. While there are, and the way I translate it, right, is while there are industry best standards, things that pretty much is fundamental and easily recognized across all industries, it's also important to differentiate yourself from what is commonly happening, especially when it's something that is needed, but not available. I think that's one of the easiest ways to also distinguish yourself and saying, okay, what's not happening here, right? So one of the things that I've been spending my time on, quite honestly, uh, especially when when thinking of, and, and you and I shared a, 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 a quick text on this earlier about uh, marketing for uh, extreme execution in the flight assessment, I'm thinking about it not from the sense of information about people and or a tool that helps you with communication, but I'm thinking about it from, okay, what are other, say, tech and assessment companies out there in the market doing and what are they not doing? And is there a way to bring the two elements together to create a new marketing lane, right? It's like almost think about it as memes and self-development had a baby. <laughs> they would create this type of marketing, which is like a really funny, like funny yet down to earth way of teaching people about themselves or giving them tips and strategies to just self-identify and, and realize something within themselves that existed for as long as they can remember, but they just never acknowledged it or they never actively noticed it. And so that for me is kind of how I think about practicing the not doing or what's not being done to create a, a new type of content, at least one that feels new to me, to attract people's attention and say, hey, this is similar, 
but it's different, right? It's, 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 it's that attempt at trying to do the not doing. 